overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on His people in an embarrassment of riches. I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power, and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible. Good evening, and welcome back to Embarrassment of Riches. How are you doing, Laura? I am good. You're looking very cozy. And your sleep, is it a sleeping bag that you have draped over you? No, it's a, it is a blanket that used to have like a foothold sewed into it, but it's kind of opened up. So okay. I'm a little bit cold in the air conditioning tonight. So it's, I got to wrap up. It's special. <laughs> this is like one of those like football snuggies. <laughs> yeah, it's intense. Well, uh, no, I mean, it should be intense. It looks like a sleeping bag. But I'm yes. bummed. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> my husband would appreciate we that have joke. A and I think he's with the only one. <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight we have a special guest. It is Teresa Hicks. And Laura and I both have the pleasure of being in a Bible study with Teresa this summer. Hey, Teresa, how are you doing? I'm doing fabulous. Well, so we're glad you're so here. glad you're here. Yes. Thank you. Great uh, to be here. It's, it's been fun anticipating this all summer, getting to interview you. <laughs> and we've referenced a bunch. I don't know if you've listened to the podcast. We've referenced um, the Breaking Free Bible study that we've done a bunch. So it's fun to have somebody on who's doing it with us. Yes, I agree. Well, Teresa, um, I know that you, uh, how how I met you, oh, I just clapped. Sorry, oh, Kyle. I'm uh, so mad at you. <laughs> I, there, I've been accused of clapping and creating like noise problems in, in, in the podcast and I have, I have denied them and I could say I have only clapped once, but then it's, it's being proven to me or and or that I in fact do clap occasionally. Like the red light camera. But yes. you called yourself out on it. I that. did call myself out on it. But anyway, I met Teresa this year at the women's retreat. And Annie and I were in a group with Teresa and Teresa's best friend, Cheryl. And we had so much fun with them in the group and we, we were joking that we wanna be you and we wanna be you and Cheryl in twenty years going to the mm-hmm. retreat together. That's um is it was it was just such a neat friendship to see you with Cheryl, but you are new to the church, right? Yes. So you've been at DBC since right about two weeks before the retreat happened. Oh wow! Yes. yes. Now so a long I didn't time know you were ago, that new. Yeah, a long time ago, I came to some before I had to work. Came to some women's Bible studies in the morning there. Mm-hmm. But, and and so and Cheryl was kind of what led you to start going to DBC. Well, yes. Um, we had been going to Watermark, uh-huh. and um, we needed a little change, and so we, it was just, I mean, it's always been right there, right? Mm-hmm. Always been right there. We've always talked about it, Larry and I, as we passed, and so Cheryl was talking, of course, about it, and um, and I, you know, Larry and I talked about it, and just said, you know, let's let's go back and try it, because... Watermark is such a huge place, and we both grew up in smaller churches and just needed a place that felt like home. Mm-hmm. 
Well, uh, we're glad you're there for sure. Well, can you tell us a little bit about how you came to know Christ? Sure. I am one that did not have the road to Damascus experience. Mm -hmm. Like coming along in the Baptist church, I think everybody had that experience where it was like, Woo! I am saved, you know. <laughs> Yesterday I wasn't. Today, Today I am. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's walk down the aisle. <laughs> and that never happened to me. So I always kind of just shut up about, you know, people would talk about when they came to the Lord because I thought something was wrong. Mm. Um, but it wasn't. I had an awesome mom who was um, very close to Jesus and grandparents that were very close to Jesus. And so I knew Jesus, you know, from birth on, right? And I knew that they prayed and all of this, but I was brought up Methodist, so it wasn't as an as intimate. Hmm. Um, and I don't think as a child I was... I didn't think God was accessible. I think that's what it was. So as I grew in my walk with the Lord and learning and, you know, studying the word and going to Bible studies and um, having really close people to us that were awesome followers of, of the Lord. That's how it happened. Hmm. And as I've gotten older, I've gone, I'm just talking to him all the time now, all day yeah. long. And, and, and that's really it. So it wasn't like, whoa, you know, right. I'm saved. Do this. I mean, I was baptized in the Baptist church. I was christened in the Methodist church when I was little. Covered all the bases. I covered all the bases. Everything, all the water has been done to me. <laughs> You've so, been sprinkled. You've been I've been done. I've been drowned. I've been <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so that's really how it happened. And I've just continued to grow and, um, you know, experiences in life bring you much closer to the Lord. And that certainly happened over these almost 65 years of my life. So that's honestly my story. Well, that feels like just a natural segue into telling us some of the, some of the experiences you've had where, where God's showed up in a big way that have kind of refined and defined your faith. Um, early on, when Connor was small, he was four. Connor presumably is, is your son. He mm-hmm. is presumably my oldest. <laughs> and when he was four, he had appendicitis. And they didn't oh, know man. that's what it was. So That's scary. It was very scary. And he almost died. And so we had not been going to church at that time. Because we had moved up to New Jersey and you either were Catholic or, or didn't go. You, right, exactly. Mm. And so we were not going to church, and he had an experience that was like the little boy that, the heaven, whatever that little boy's story, that book that. Yes, like n- not 90 seconds in heaven, but it's, it's something, something like heaven that. Heaven is for real. That's it. There you go. That's it. Thank you. Um, it was exactly like that. But being in my 30s, or just turning 30 at that time, I guess. I really didn't know how to handle what he was speaking to me. So it just kind of went by the wayside. But he told us after he came through his um, his appendectomy and everything, which he did almost die. 
the doctors told us that, you know, they didn't know if he would make it or not. Um, And so he was like riding his little Hot Wheels one day and spun around and looked at my mom and I, because she had stayed with me after, you know, he got home from the hospital. And he said, you know what really made me mad when I was having this surgery? And I said, no, what? And he goes, Jesus came to get me with the flashlight. Oh my gosh. And I asked him if daddy could come with me. And he said, no. And so I told him I didn't want to come with him. And that to me just opened up something inside of me that made me want to just delve in Mm -hmm. to the word more. So that was a huge thing and that God had answered our prayers and not taking him away from Mm -hmm. us. But to know he was that close Mm -hmm. and that he had that experience and we had never talked about things like, you know, people talk about now, like seeing the light, that kind of thing. Sure. Um, And there were other huge things, of course, along the way because I'm old, but (laughs) the biggest thing was Larry's cancer diagnosis. And... Actually, and Larry is. is I'm Teresa's sorry. Yes. Well, I, know I just that. think everybody knows me. Do y'all yes, not know no. who I am? I mean, really. Do you not know? Have I just you not heard. Do you not? Did you not read in the newspaper who you're dealing with? But yes, Larry. Husband Larry. Larry is my husband, and we have been together since I was 16 years old. So we've been together a long time. That's a while. And yes, it is. Um. He was given a diagnosis uh, of two months to live, and this was in 2010. And just the way we went from being totally in the pit, he called it in the belly of the whale. Mm -hmm. That's what his testimony is all about now, is being in the belly of the whale and feeling that damp darkness just engulf you it's it's like your soul is just dark Mm. from going from that to feeling the peace that passes all understanding which i had never felt before or had never stopped and thought about you know i need this peace right and the miracles that god showed us firsthand seeing so many over the six years with the 15 surgeries, et cetera, et cetera, that Larry went through and the radiation, et cetera, was just so amazing that each time he showed us or just me, because like they would take Larry and I would be there by myself and it would be, a miracle. I mean, I would go in the bathroom and fall on my face in the nasty hospital bathroom, just mm. saying they are not clean. <laughs> and just pray about whatever was going to happen to him that moment or whatever they had told me that moment that was not good. Mm. And then for them to bring him back in that room and it all be gone. Mm-hmm. It it's, didn't happen. It's not there. We didn't have to do what we thought we were going to have to do to him. And it was just God's hand. And then to have him show us and and just build our faith. I mean, our faith increased 
so much to watch my husband change from a man that was a man's man into this person that is so open and so loving and so giving and he always was but just to be able to show it and not have mm-hmm. to think that he had to be that man mm-hmm. you know i am the man mm-hmm. it's just gentler it's amazing it's just amazing but I was hoping that you would talk about that because you've referenced that a few times in Bible study that he was just is is so in many ways he's always been good and wonderful and 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 there for you but that his his general delivery disposition vulnerability um, really changed it it did it did it it was just that's a miracle too and the boys talk about it too mm-hmm. you know wow you know dad didn't used to be like that mm-hmm. well no he didn't but. This changed him so much. So that that whole experience is it was just huge. How did it change you? It changed me in that I really learned, like we were talking about tonight in the study, that God had a plan. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter in the way I was looking at things whether it turned out to be good for me. Mm-hmm. Or not good for me. But he had a plan. And and that's what was going to happen. And I prayed and fell on my knees every day, numerous times a day, um, you know, asking for healing and thanking him for healing. You know, God, I'm going to thank you before this happens because I, I know that you can do this and I know the power. And he showed me the power that he has. But it also taught me to praise him no matter what mm-hmm. to praise him in the deepest darkest pit or to praise him when we saw the miracles and and now Larry's gone almost two years with good reports um, before it was every three months it was another thing for six years mm-hmm. every three months it was bad and we had to do something but to just have him and to know that God allowed that healing is is just the most unbelievable it just knocks you speechless mm-hmm. and to knock me speechless is a big thing <laughs> <laughs> but it's even now when we go for the scans and things like that it's like you would think that you're inside when it, when it's good and they say he you know he's clear for now um that you would just feel this this giddy excitement and all that but what happens to me, and I don't know if it happens to everyone, is that it just it just takes me aback because you can't believe that the God of all mm-hmm. is actually doing this for you mm-hmm. and such a sinner and still giving me these gifts um, and giving them for such a long time. It it's just it just I so humbling. It, it's just so humbling. I mean, there's got to be another word for it because it's like. I mean, it just shuts me down. Mm. Just totally, it's just like, and I and I, I tell Larry that too. I said I am so excited, and you know, and we're we praising Jesus for for doing it. But it's just, I don't know. You're just so in awe mm-hmm. of, oh yeah, he can do this. Well, yeah, he can. Mm-hmm. He can do anything. But it's just, I don't know. It's like it's Mach a, three excited humility. Right. Like that's the level. Yes. Right. <laughs> it is. That's amazing. It is. Well, and it's uh, we'll we'll save it for last, but that is part of one of the 
part of the reason why we ask the question about your big ask prayer is because we want to think outside the box of the neat and tidy God that um, can bless our dinner mm. but can't move mountains. Um, it, it like what what would we ask him if it was no holds bar? What would we ask him? If if we if we really thought that he that he formed the mountains, what would we ask him if we really thought that he set the sun in the place or in its place and marshaled the stars? What mm-hmm. like what would we ask that person to do? Um, and and he can do it. Like right. so, it, it, it's it's cool to get to hear that story and just see you've seen it. Mm-hmm. You've, you you when you went from two months to now sitting here. Six ten, years. Almost ten years. Oh, later. Ten well, years. well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is because he had the years. diagnosis in in August of that oh, year. Yes. Yeah. So it's just it's incredible. Well, we've gotten a little peek of uh, <laughs> of, of 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 kind of who you are and how you are, but you're new to Dallas Bible, and so um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about how you feel like God is gifted you and how you plan to use that in the church well i've taken those little tests that you take Mm -hmm. like a spiritual inventory probably like 50 million times Mm -hmm. because i'm old again um and you take them you know every new church well yes you do (laughs) or just when somebody feels like okay we're gonna do this as a church we're gonna do this again so Teresa, uh, i've just called you cheryl Teresa, when kyle and i first went to dbc and we did the discovered uh dallas bible um or whatever they call that mm-hmm. class, yeah. we we did it. And Kyle is like such an honest person. I've told this story before, but it's long ago, <laughs> and I've told it on the podcast. But sorry, guys, if you know me at all, you know that I retell stories all the time. You've got some good ones. I got some They're good ones. But, but this one was Kyle. Uh, Kyle's taking the spiritual gift inventory, and it's like on a scale of zero to ten. You know, like how do you like I strongly agree I strongly disagree like that that kind of thing and it's it's questions like I would like to suffer for Christ and, and Kyle's putting zero and um and then it was like I would like to um you know you know I would like to serve others above all else you know and Kyle's just giving himself really low scores and he had to like I like blew through it nothing was lower than a three you know like you know because I'm like I mean, I don't really super want to suffer for Christ, but probably there's people worse than me. I'll put a three. (laughs) Kyle's being like dead honest and he, it's like, he has to walk away from it and take a break because he's getting like beat down. Like he feels like emotionally beat up by, by the test. And um, he doesn't want to finish it because he, he's like, even though it's he like, is like, this what you were talking about? Is this what you're talking about? Suffering? Cause I am. So right. suffering. Well, they, you know, they say like the numerical score at the end, like, like add up what, add up your scores in all these different categories. And then that'll tell you like what your spiritual gifts is. But like, don't think that because your score was a seven, but that's your highest score and somebody else's highest scores of 30 it doesn't mean like you're a terrible you know bag of garbage but it was hard for Kyle not to believe that and so being the loving wife that I am I started calling him Beelzebub oh my gosh <laughs> because I, like, I know oh I know I was like oh you oh, have no idea I, I, oh, 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 
broken, oh, the broken man. Oh, oh, he suffers. But I started calling him Beelzebub. But then I was like, I was like, Kyle, you have to understand that anything that I gave myself anywhere from a three or, or one to a five could easily have been exchanged for a zero. Like, <laughs> She's like, gonna put a zero. Like, I am manipulating <laughs> the numbers here. It is, it, I, like I am not like a spiritual giant in these things. I just am not as honest as you are where you're like giving yourself a dead zero on things. <laughs> well, he was, he was ranking himself against himself. You were, you were like playing the, the, the odds. Yeah. It's like, she there's gotta be, Vegas. there's gotta be bigger <laughs> zeros than me. There's got to be people who want to suffer less than I want to suffer. That's right. That's I, can't, right. I, can't do, I can't be the worst. Three. <laughs> Three. Anyway, so you've taken a, a you, so you're familiar with those sorts of tests. I am familiar. Tests. You're yes. familiar with those yes. sorts of tests. And upon the, taking those tests, what did you discover? Um, and is it consistent with what you uh, see in yourself? <laughs> yes. Um, hospitality and a servant mm-hmm. is what came out. I can see both of those. So... That's what it is. <laughs> and how have you used those in the body? Oh, my goodness. I, just like everybody else, you know, just working in the church. Mm-hmm. Until I, Well, I haven't done that as much since I had to go to work mm-hmm. because it kind of, you know, <laughs> straps you. But before that, I was very active in everything, you know, mm-hmm. the church did. What do you like to do? I love working with kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. This is a side question. Did you start working when Larry was diagnosed? It actually, God worked all this out too. Um, Larry had lost his job. And so we were kind of sitting around looking at each other. And I said, well, somebody's got to work. And I was speaking with a friend and she goes, oh, I'll keep my ears open for you. And next day I got a call, had an interview. She goes, you've got to, you know, produce a resume. And I didn't have a resume because I had never worked. I mean, I didn't even work fast food or anything when I was young. Mm-hmm. I had never worked. So I put together my little resume. <laughs> Miss Castonia, 1974. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Graduated from SMU in dance and theater. <laughs> oh, that can get you in all sorts of places. Oh, especially in the business world. <laughs> so I actually um, went on an interview for an admin job, which I thought I was going to be fabulous for, right? Mm-hmm. But this dude starts rattling off all these computer programs, which mm, not so much. This was 13 years ago. And Larry had always done all the PTA computer necessary things, right? Mm. So um, I just reached across the desk and kind of tapped it and said, oh, honey, you've got the wrong girl. (laughs) (laughs) You need to find you someone that knows what you're talking about. And that girl's not me. And so we talked for 30 minutes. And then I found out later that after we left, he went to someone in HR and said, we got to find this lady a place in the company. So I had another interview. By the time I got home, Larry said, oh, they want you back tomorrow. And I started as a recruiter there. So, oh, how awesome. Wow. So I got, to, I got paid for talking all day. It was awesome. And um, he had a couple of other... It's, it's almost like your like, giftedness, like your spiritual giftedness it's came talking. out. Uh-huh. No, yes. but, no, but I mean, that, that hospitality, that uh-huh. friendliness, that like you could be in a job interview 
for something that you're like, let's be honest, not let's qualified to do. do. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> but they, but but God just like illuminated what you're so very good at to that person mm-hmm. that they're like, I don't want to lose this lady. Mm-hmm. This is not the job for her, but I'll find something that fits her. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was, but God fixed, you know, he, he had this all planned because of course he did because he has the plan, right? And it gave us, because Larry had a couple of jobs after his company went bankrupt because everything, he was in textiles. Mm-hmm. So everything went overseas, right? Mm-hmm. So he worked for some Chinese companies and for some Indian companies. Really, they just wanted his contacts to get them the big orders and then they let him go. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the way it goes. So then when he did get sick, we had insurance, which as before, we wouldn't have if I hadn't been working, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. So it it God had it all planned. Out. Wow. And you're are you still with that same company? Yes. Wow, that's neat. What a cool story. It is going from knowing nothing to <laughs> knowing a little bit. <laughs> now you're like fully well versed in computers, right? Know all the. No, but I can get by. You can get by. <laughs> I can get by. That's a win. I worked with all twenty something, so they all took care of me. I, I don't even want to work with all 20-somethings. No, but I, 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 one of, I'm, I'm very lucky because I have Kyle at home who's very techy, And then um, uh, one of the PAs that works in our office was actually a student of mine. So I was like one of his preceptors, like when he was in PA school. And then we hired him. And it's super nice because he's like, you know, 10 years younger than me. And he um, can do all the things. So whenever I'm having problems, even though he doesn't have a Mac, he's still better at using it than I am. <laughs> so I'm like, if something goes wrong at work, I ask Simon. If I something goes wrong at home, I get Kyle. I so can't imagine too. that something would go wrong for you since you seem to have such an easy time like getting the DVD player to play <laughs> or to turn up the volume on your television. It's, it's hard. Laura, Laura stepped in and took control tonight and just pressed the play button because I was struggling. So She did. Um, she just got up and pushed didn't your that kids, button. Didn't your kids and Kyle have a dis- like a talk, a it, serious it, talk about like what would happen to you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Technology-wise. Well, Lydia, Lydia has, has often said things like, Mom, do you want to watch a show? And I'll say, sure. And she goes, I'll turn on the TV. I know it's hard for you. <laughs> it is hard for me. And, you know, it, I don't know. This is making me think of, um, this. these are edit alerts, um, Teresa. Sometimes we have them where we just tell stories that are irrelevant, but we just thought of them. That's right. That we just, we just thought of them right now and we're going to tell them. But, um, By we, she mainly means her, that, but I support her. It, in is, it. it is usually me, although sometimes you. Uh, but... This, this, all this, this, this technology issues. Um, I have, um, I, I kind of live by like a philosophy, like even, even though I work in the medical profession, sometimes I conceal evidence from my medical providers because I figure like, why do I need to tell them that my child makes a weird clicking, the dentist, that my, my, my child makes a weird clicking noise in their sleep. Shouldn't they be able to tell if he grinds his teeth? I don't want them to try to upsell me to get him some tooth grinding. They don't tray. need all the information. They, yeah, they don't need all this information. They, they just ex- physically examine him. And if that, if the evidence shows that he is grinding his teeth, 
then I will I will concede. That and let's face it, it, you know, if they're good at their job. Yeah, kind then. of. Th- th- that's, that's sort of the things that I think. So sometimes I conceal evidence. So an example of this, it's not just in the medical field, but an example of this might be like one day as I was getting ready for work, I accidentally knocked my computer bag onto the ground. Now it is padded. But I did knock my computer bag on the on the ground. Coincidentally, but but uh, correlation is not necessarily causation. Mm-hmm. My computer would not turn on that oh. day. Okay. <laughs> right. I, what? I don't know if it's because I dropped it on the ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, who can really know this? Who's things? to say? Who, who's to say? Right. But I will tell you, I did not tell Kyle that was. That I, I left that piece out. Can you whenever. assess what's going on here, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, can you just assess, like, why am something I... Something is wrong. Something is wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, this is what he does for a living. If he can't figure out I dropped it, then that's probably not the reason that, it, yeah. that it's broke. Right. <laughs> probably, right? Put him to the test. <laughs> that's right. Don't listen to this, Kyle. <laughs> anyway, this, was, this was like two years ago. I think I probably... So you're past I that. probably have eventually told him, but who knows? The statute of limitations <laughs> is probably nearing say, its end. Just know that if you're dealing with me and you are a professional of any kind, I might test your knowledge by concealing evidence that might be helpful in di- diagnosing the problem. Mm-hmm. It's good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Don't send anyone you know... Uh, like and even in your family to me for counseling, please. Please, <laughs> that's best. All right. So, uh, Teresa, we have a final question for you. What is your big ass prayer? Oh my goodness. I think, barring all the big ass prayers for the family, that would be. For me to be able to actually minister to people and in a way that's outside of my comfort zone. Hmm. Because I tend to not go outside of my comfort zone in ministry. And I've been praying about that because I watch Larry... And he is so open to talking to anyone about Jesus and just praying just like that mm. on the spot with mm. anyone. That was Teresa that snapped her fingers, <laughs> not me, Kyle. I did. So just so you know. <laughs> I don't think it was a... as loud as your clap. Go ahead. <laughs> it was just a little <laughs> inflection yeah. of my it situation. It was just emphasizing your point. It was. Yeah. But he's... he's but Larry is willing to talk to anybody about Jesus, pray with anybody. Well, it just, I mean, in anybody, you know, just, it doesn't have to even be the right time for that mm-hmm. person. You know, he just, and I, that would, that is totally outside of my comfort zone. And I really would like to be able to do that. I really, that's one thing I wish the Holy Spirit would just mm-hmm. give me that ability to not, I think I'm just afraid of their reaction um, and we shouldn't be. We just shouldn't be. So I would really... It's kind of like one of the... Big Beth ask. Moore was saying on, I think, one of the days of this last week. Like, she's kind of waiting for... I think this is the right point. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, because I may or may not have made it to this day. Um, <laughs> that she's waiting for God to ask her to do something hard. Yeah. So she can demonstrate her obedience. 
And and yes, and obviously be used by him and say, oh, yes. Holy Spirit, you take over here. And I've I've been with Larry when this is happening, and I can feel myself, you know. If like, I slowly draw, back away. Yes, if I just take a couple of steps back, I'll still be here, <laughs> but I won't have to say anything. And you know, so I really wish I could be that one that steps up. Mm-hmm. You know, like Beth said in another one of her studies, you know, this is a setup to step up. Mm. And um, that's... I think you did. I mean, I think, I think you do. I think doing this was a little bit out of your comfort zone. Coming on and talking about yourself on the podcast and, (laughs) and telling your story. Yeah, a little. I'm used to, you know, being out there. So it, that doesn't bother me. But talking about yourself Mm -hmm. is always difficult, I think. Mm -hmm. I agree. I have a lot of trouble. With you do. That. You really struggle. I, I see you, Jessica yeah. Denny. <laughs> we see that. you. We see you. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, Teresa, for being willing to come on Embarrassment of Riches. It's we. It's been such a pleasure to get to know you this summer and to get to know you um, from the women's retreat, and you've just been a huge blessing to me personally, and I think our Bible study in yes, general. And um, for sure, I'm so glad you're at Dallas Bible now, and you can uh, bless the women there too, mm-hmm. and the whole congregation, because you're you really are like a, a bright little shiny penny. Yeah, <laughs> you're like that flashlight. That flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We need to make sure it's shining the right way. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's no, right. Just the right, get the, the light, light, light. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Well, thank y'all. It's been my pleasure. And I've so enjoyed being with you guys this summer. Well, thanks. We're, we're a delight, too. Aren't we? <laughs> I can yes. be. Yes. Yeah, can be. Well, thanks again for joining us on Embarrassment of Riches. We'll talk to you soon.